This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Carm Capriato here, and join me each and every week for insights from my guest host and an industry first, a live virtual job tour, a Take the Automotive Trivia Challenge, Unwrap Your Fortune of the Week, and a whole lot more. The video version of this show is on aftermarketweekly.com. Well, look at we're also going out to your auto shop in Plano, Texas, and we're going to visit with Michael Galini. Now, I want you to look very carefully at that floor because we're going to see it live. That is one heck of a beautiful and special floor. I just love that floor. And as I said earlier, Aftermarket Weekly is now a podcast. You can see the video on the website. But while you're mobile, and you know we put out a ton of great content. There's nothing we do that doesn't bring value to someone at some time and all the great insights. And so does Aftermarket Weekly. It's just one heck of a great show. I love to do it. But now it's a podcast. Go to your favorite podcast listening app that you would listen to Remarkable Results Radio. Search for Aftermarket Weekly and set as a favorite and take us wherever you go in case you missed the show, because I know not everybody could be here at noon every Tuesday. Hey, our trivia for this week is what was the special honor on March 16th, 1966, when an old Toronado rolled out of Lansing, Michigan? How close is Lansing to you, Joe? It's not that far, but I don't even know the answer to that. All right. Don't look it up. If you're with us with social media, and I see we've got a ton of people who are already here, check in, say hello, give us a comment. We'd love to have a share. If you've got any comments or questions for my panel, I would absolutely love to have you bring it. Hey, as you know, Dorman is a great sponsor, and I have a really cool new product to tell you about. The innovations behind Dorman product solutions are centered around your needs. Dorman has revamped the traditional wiper motor and transmission assemblies by combining them into one unit instead of two, therefore creating a complete repair rather than using individual components. The wiper motors and transmission assemblies have been combined into one installation. Now, how many times has a customer asked for a fix where only one component is broken and a week later, they're back in because the other part failed. Now, there's no more need to worry about managing refurbished parts or replace individual ones. This innovation saves the customer 35% on total repair time. So save yourself the headache when working on the motor or the linkage. Fix the problem completely. Do the job once and make happy customers. This product is available for various makes and models. Chances are that if you're in the market for one, Dorman Products has you covered. Want to learn more about Dorman's innovations? Visit dormanproducts.com forward slash tour. Yeah, every couple of weeks, Joe, we're going to feature a new, different Dorman product, a great company, and I hope to go there hopefully when we get all this mask stuff lifted and do a live show there. Hey, coming this Friday, everyone, a new service advisor role play. It'll be our part five. We do it live, of course. There's three different scenarios. We're going to have so much fun. Clint White, Dan McWilliams, and Ben Lesur are going to be with us. And so, Joe, I would love for you to come on and let's chat about what's on your mind, my friend. Well, when we were talking before and and we were talking about coming on the show, I was thinking, like, what would be a good topic? And for me, I thought I was talking to my wife about it. And she's like, well, what would be like the one thing that if we didn't have in the industry, what's benefited us the most? And two, what would have hurt us the most? And for me, it's having my friends that are in the industry. I read in a book once, it says that, you know, when you're in business for yourself, but you're not in business by yourself. And thank God for that. Because when I look at the one thing that has helped 
me since I've well worked for my dad when he, when he owned it. And then once we purchased it and moved on, the biggest benefit that we've gotten is being involved and being in the community in this industry. So for example, even like this podcast alone, right? I don't think maybe you even realize how much it helps us because we can come on here and we can learn from other shop owners from their mistakes, but more importantly, their successes. You know, you never want to be the smartest guy in the room, but even worse than that is what? Being the only guy in the room, right? So if you're the guy that's the loner, and I'm just telling from my point of view, from the things that I've done is, is when you're a loner, number one, you're withholding your talents from the industry, right? Because we all have special talents that we can share within the industry. And to not be involved is almost withholding what you have to offer and, and it hurts the industry. It's such a great point that we're withholding. And there are some people out there, Joe, tell me if I'm right or wrong, that don't want to share because they think it's their big secret. And that's what makes them so darn unsuccessful. Exactly. And I couldn't agree more. And that is actually my, my next point, ironically, is I think like the biggest thing is it's a mentality thing. It's almost ego driven, right? To a degree. Would you agree with that? It could almost be ego driven because you just want it for you. Yep. And nothing great has ever been done by just one person. You need to have a group of people. And so it's almost a mindset, right? For myself, in, I know that it was a, it's almost like a scarcity versus abundance mindset. I remember my first Napa BDG meeting, I went there and I'm kind of like, and just like most people, right? You sit there kind of with your arms crossed, a little bit afraid to share because you're thinking that idea that you have that you're about to share, if you share is going to make that other guy a million bucks and he's going to have all the cars and you're going to have none, which is so <laughs> ridiculous because if it were true, you'd already done it, right? And so you have the scarcity type thinking as if this idea is the last idea. And maybe I was a little guilty of it as well. Like when I joined a, a 20 group, right? It, it's like we'd have these great meetings right and then we would we would get done with the meeting and the and the thing was like maybe sometime well don't share this out there because you know this is we've paid for this information and it's the the and it's like well that's such the wrong mindset the only thing that can't be taken is the community that you build in a 20 group like anybody can figure out gross profit anybody can share those formulas but the secret sauce is what it's the community within that group joe tell me so you're in a 20 group and you're in their hands crossed, waiting to listen, to learn. You realize you have to open yourself up if you want to be able to take something in. How long does that take? You know, the commitment, first commitment was to go, but how long does it take for you to want to absorb and then share? Well, I think you have to get some confidence, right? Because it can be very intimidating ah. to go to a group and sit there. And then you think if there's two ways you could look about it, you're either the guy that thinks I have all the ideas and I'm not going to share them, which probably not because that you wouldn't even went to the group. Right. Right. Or you're the guy you'd sit there and think, I don't know if my idea is good enough. I don't feel like I should share because that's not going to add value to this type of group, which is crazy because nobody's that good. Right. We all have good ideas and we all have great questions to ask during those types of meetings. Yeah. So how long does it take? I think it's definitely different for everybody. I think some of it might have to do with who you're in the group with, right? They make you feel comfortable on that. So I, I think it's different for everybody. Haven't you found that out though? You, you And again, you have that experience and I'm, I'm asking for you to go back in your mind and find out when you said your first thing, oh my God, I'm going to say something that I never thought I would and so I do. 
It's not like bullying in high school. They say, oh, my God, Joe, great idea. Let me tell you what we've done. And, you know, I guess that personal revelation that, oh, my God, they value me. Exactly. And and that's the that's the thing that's so great about our industry, I believe, is that it is very much so a help first industry. Yeah. You think about that, even look at like with, so that adds comfort, right? If we know that we're in business for ourselves, but not by ourselves, and we're willing to help each other, which I think this industry more than most exemplifies that big time. I mean, just look at COVID, for example, the industry totally came together. When you look at all the free webinars from all the different training companies that went out and just offered information. I remember even with Carmelis, they, you know, Hunt was on there. It seemed like every day with new information and just sharing, giving first free, right? I mean, who does that? Like what industry does it? It was like, it came together. But what's scary is if you're the loner, right? If you're not involved and you're not aware of what's out there because you're not involved in the industry, can you imagine being alone not knowing what to do during that time. Holy cow. How could we have gotten through that? I love where you're going with this, and I think it's a perfect message. And, you know, I've gotten on my soapbox enough, my soapbox, right? I've gotten on my soapbox a lot about struggling shops. What does it take to push a shop owner to want to get involved, to start networking, to listen to the podcast, to learn from it, and even if it's in a private way, figure out how to grow and groom and get better. We can't control so much what those shop owners that are not involved do, but we can control what we do, right? So I think we just have to continue to reach out. We have to continue to invite to whatever type of meeting you might be having, whether it's a, a NAPA BDG meeting or you have your own 20 group meetings or whatever it is, I think we have to take the responsibility for those of us that are currently active have to take the responsibility to reach out. Now it's up to those shop owners what they do with it at that point, but I really do think we have to maintain control of how we bring them in. And then we have to be willing to know like what our talents are as well. So for example, I don't, number one, I don't think anybody should ever apologize for being successful, right? So the fact that we, oh, we don't want to brag or do some training or, or help another shop owner because that might be looked at as bragging, you know, that's not that at all. We have to look at our success. It's positive, man. And we need to share those successes with local shop owners around us because as we improve each shop owner and each shop, it improves our industry. Yeah. And at that point, we all win. Again, it's abundance mentality. There's enough vehicles out there for every one of us to repair, more than what we can repair. Let's just be honest, right? More, more than what we can repair. Hey, Joe, we've got a couple of minutes left. And so my question, important, and I think this will really help nail this and take it home. You've reached out to a shop owner. You said, hey, come on to my group. They did. Ever follow up and follow through to see if the power of networking worked for them? We do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, we have a group of us now that we meet online once a week, just a few shop owners, and we talk about stuff in the industry. It's free. We just talk about stuff. We vote on what we're going to talk about each week cool. and we go through and we problem solve and we work together. We have a on our WhatsApp, which you know about, call it the band of brothers on the WhatsApp, right? And we literally talk about problems in the shop, solutions, wins, 
everything in the shop puts us together as a community. So yeah, I follow up and it works. Including personal goals. So I just love it. I love everything you said. I think this can be taken to heart by a very large part of our industry who seems to be sitting on the sidelines, Joe. Right. And I don't think the people that are successful and that are paying it forward, especially on this podcast, do it because they have an ego. They do it because we just want to make a stronger automotive aftermarket. We just love to help, don't we? It's just so much fun. I think at that same point, what's ironic about this real quick is the people that maybe need to hear this message aren't on the podcast. They're not out there being involved. So it's up to us to share like your podcast, right? Your your show. We need to share this with and talk about these types of benefits that we have to get information from in the industry. So it's up to us to, to share that. Hey, thank you for your friendship. Thank you for being here. Great, great message. Wonderful thing. Hey, everyone, we archive all of these. Not only do you know that Aftermarket Weekly is a podcast, but on the aftermarketweekly.com website, Every one of these episodes can be re-watched, and you can go back and catch some unbelievable messaging from my guest host and see an awful lot of wonderful shop tours. What's coming up next? OMG, look at this, a shop tour. Hey, Michael, how are you? I am doing well. How are you, Tom? Oh, I love it. Hey, listen, we're talking to him in Plano, Texas at your auto shop and this is Michael Galini, and I see blue skies. I don't see any snow. No, with the, the snow is gone. Uh, I want to say today they're going to say that it's going to be close to 70 degrees. So this is right up our alley of what we like to see. Well, weather-wise, you guys are recovering. Michael, go ahead. Give us a great tour. We are on the front of the building right here. We've got um, eight total bays, uh, two of the bays. And as we start to get into two of the bays are designated for tires and also for an alignment. As you can see, we've got our little nifty hands-free key holder that you're able to put in your own custom little code for you. And then we also have a parking spot that's reserved for our veterans, first responders, and frontline workers. My wife is a nurse, and uh, brought with that has just kind of been something that I really take appreciation for. So let me walk on inside and show you guys what we have. This is the waiting room here. As you can see, we've got a TV. It's not on right now because we don't have anybody up front that's waiting. We try to keep phone chargers for every kind of phone that you can. We're able to put our Wi-Fi and everything so they're able to log on. This right here is our, our waiting room. This is not Ron. This is Alex. This is Alex's first week with us as an advisor. Kind of like to do this to separate everybody. So if you get on the phone with somebody and you hear that, hey, I'm speaking with Jeff, you know exactly where to go then. You know, I like that, Joe. I didn't mean to stop you, but I like the names on the front. That's really kind of cool. It helps out a whole lot. And it's been one of those things that got a lot of feedback from customers and whatnot. As far as that, you know, when, when I make a call and I walk in, I know exactly who I need to go to. So this is our way of doing it. So not that the bathroom is a big deal. We really do try to, to keep a, a super niche bathroom for our customers. We've got a purse holder and a coat holder for the women. This is it, if you can see it. Super simple, nothing elaborate or anything like that. But let me walk out here and I'll show you guys the, the shop. We we do offer a, a detail service. We keep M2 Luxury products on hand. But yeah, come on out here and Carmel. I'll, I'll show you the floor. All right, everybody. This is the highlight. This is see the floor. <laughs> 
This is the highlight. In the BMW world, the German clinker tile is is a, a really big deal. And we have been fortunate enough to have it in our shop. As ironic as it is, when we took over this building, the tile was already in there. So it was something that we didn't have to do. My coach looked at me and he was like, please tell me we're doing something with this floor. And I was like, no, we're, we're really not. This is a this is a big deal for us. I personally am a huge believer in saving space. So I asked Hunter to, to mount our alignment rack to, to have it hanging versus having the, the big tower that comes down. I really kind of wish that we would have done the, the recessed lift, but, but it works for us. As far as... You know, other things go. This is our shop foreman, Jonathan. He's been with us for quite some time, and I've known Jonathan for a long time. He's a BMW master technician. And as far as our, our workflow goes, we try to give each technician two stalls the way that we do is So Jonathan, for example, have this one here, and then he's also able to use this one. Renee has this one and this one. We have one of our other technicians. He's out right now. He will be back on Monday. So Mr. Gallagher here gets to enjoy three lists to himself. Carm, you got any questions while I've got you on or other than the floors? Any tr- special training facility, parts, room? Does everyone have tablets? So everybody does have tablets. Everybody does have their own iPads. Every technician's got them. I'll take you into the tour room here in a second. I just didn't know if you had any questions as far as the outside of... Okay, no, no. Looks good. Joe, do you have anything? No, it's just, I'm in awe. It's a beautiful shop. Well, thank you. One thing I've always been real big on has just been cleanliness because I'm a firm believer that, you know, cleanliness is a direct reflection on the quality of work that you produce. I'll, I'll take you out here and kind of show this right now. And it's, it's a little bit of a mess. This is more of, we keep a parts washer out here, a spare compressor in case we end up having to do it. Um, we had an engine delivered, so it ends up staying out here. It's just kind of a work area. This is the back of the shop. We do have covered parking. We have ordered two more awnings that are on the other side of the shop. But yeah, so this is our, our customer parking. It's all gated, um, so it stays locked up and it's got 24-hour surveillance. I'll take you into our parts room. And this is more of a parts room slash special tool area. There's a few toolboxes that are in here that are filled full of tools. We have uh, an AutoLogic, but I believe the AutoLogic is out. We also have an iScan. We have the Porsche P-Wiz and BMW Ista over here. So we have the Mercedes-Benz Star equipment, too. We try to, when we have special tools as far as, like, the, the carbon cleaning stuff, we try to buy everything from the, the manufacturer instead of getting anything that's aftermarket. So here's our what inventory we do keep. We don't keep a whole lot of inventory. We keep quite a bit of the BG product, which we're super low on. And we put an order in, but unfortunately last week, with the weather and whatnot, everything kind of got put on halt. So some of our common filters that we use for the most part, the Euros is pretty simple for us to keep it in stock. And we have, I guess, just the supply room. This is our, I guess, our HR slash parts uh, room. So when people are in trouble, they unfortunately have to come see the ax man. And this is the ax man himself typing in <laughs> numbers. <laughs> We love to have fun, and, and, and I always do. I try to implement fun to everything that I do get to do. Um, so I'll take you guys upstairs and show you what we have upstairs as far as amenities. And when Coach was here and we had an event here, they do some training up here at the Force Force. It really does. I kind of feel like it was maybe an afterthought to the building area, but it works for us. It really does. It's, it's nice. So this is another area that we're able to store stuff. We've got some, I guess, takeoff stuff and that kind of stuff keep our christmas stuff up here our employee break room they got their own little area that they're able to get away from and just kind of retreat um, we weren't able to do a full kitchen in here but it is something that we were 
able to do. We like to have meetings down in our in the waiting room, which I knock meetings out every Monday morning. I like coming up here from time to time because I'm able to just kind of watch the guys and, and, and see what's going on. This is it. This is what we're working with and what we're proud of. Very good, uh, Michael. Uh, strictly Euro vehicles, right? You know, we're not going to turn down really anything, but, you know, our, our background is, you know, is Euro cars. So um, it's something that we're super familiar with. I can't say that we we don't work on, you know, other lines, but for the most part, it's, it's European cars. Yes. Well, wonderful. Hey, this was a great tour. Joe, any questions for Michael? No, just a great. That's a great shop. Very. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Let's wind down the show. I forgot to do the fortune of the week. So I'm going to open up my fortune cookie here. And let's find out what our fortune of the week is. All that we are is the result of what we have thought. Ooh, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. That's pretty darn deep. I have my lunch, so I'm good with that. Let's go on to our trivia question. Guys, my question was, what was the special honor on March 16, 1966, when an Olds Tornado rolled out of Lansing, Michigan? Well, here's your answer. GM's one millionth, 100 millionth car was built in the U.S. on that day. And I don't know about you, Joe, but I always loved the Riviera, its sister. And every time I thought I could afford to buy a Riviera, (laughs) I couldn't. (laughs) The prices of those vehicles just kept going up and up and up. That is our question of the week. Hey, next week, Carl Hutchinson is going to be with us from Complete Automotive in Springfield, Missouri, and Kathleen Jarzik from Expert Tech in Englewood, Florida. Hey, everyone. Uh, Joe Hansen, thanks for those great wise words on uh, networking, the power and the value of networking, and Michael for being here and giving us this great, great tour. We love your support and commitment to the learning that we produce here on the podcast each and every week. Thanks, guys. We're out.